All right, the bright lights are on. Super Bowl 55 is just a few days away, and during this segment, we're going to break down the most relevant and game-changing injuries for both teams. Who's going to play at 100%, whose performance might be a little lower than usual, and who's out for the big game. That's the agenda, so let's get into it. Red Pauly, Red Pauly, Elvis, Red Right, Omaha, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Shaken Up, where we look at sports injuries and what they mean for the athletes and your favorite teams. I'm Tyler Zajac, and as always, I have two of the best in the game to help us break down injuries. Former Tennessee football player and current sports medicine doc at the University of South Carolina, Dr. Guillaume Dumont, and Dr. Matthew Preventure, former physician to the Navy SEALs, former head team physician to the New England Patriots, as well as a current sports med surgeon. If you're looking for more information or updates after this podcast, you can find Dr. Dumont on Twitter at GDumontMD or Dr. Preventure on Twitter at SportsDocMatt or check out his website at ThePredictors.com. Cannot emphasize enough, Super Bowl week, these injuries, every single one of them matters. So Matt, Tyler, Tampa still has some questionable injuries, particularly on defense. We know their defense has been playing really strong through the playoff run, but how do you think these injuries to Antoine Winfield, Jordan Whitehead, Levante David, how are these going to affect them this Sunday? Yeah, that's a really important piece to their success. And I'm interested to hear, Doc, what you think about Winfield and Whitehead. Both being dominant safeties for Tampa, is this something KC can exploit? Yeah, guys, you know, I think this is a question that is on everyone's mind. Can the Tampa Bay secondary hold up Kansas City's explosive offense as well as that wide receiver core that they have? They have so many weapons. And you got to think Tampa Bay has some safeties and some linebackers that are questionable right now to play. And I think that's going to be a factor in this game. So let's get into it. Antoine Winfield, safety for Tampa Bay. He's currently questionable, but I think he's likely to play. He's practiced on a limited basis on Wednesday. He will likely play and have some decreased performance with some snap percentage down. And we'd also have to watch who he's guarding because they may do some switch-ups on him based on what's going on. They may target him, especially early. But he's going to play. I think he'll do quite well, but may not play the whole game in his usual snap percentage. But what about Jordan Whitehead? Another safety for Tampa Bay. Again, the safety core is what we're worried about a little bit. Has a shoulder labrum injury and potentially an AC joint injury. He had a non-contact jersey on Wednesday practice, was listed officially as limited, but he looked pretty good. These labrums and AC joints can play in games. A lot of times we'll deal with a labrum, maybe even surgically at the end of the season. But for the AC joint, you can get an injection pregame and that works very well. And for the labrum, many times you can wear a brace, a brace that goes around your humerus and the upper arm and you actually drill it into the pads of your top front pad. And this works very well to help stabilize the shoulder. What about Jason Pierre-Paul, linebacker for Tampa Bay? He did not practice Wednesday due to his knee, and we think this is a likely overuse type of injury that should get better, and I think he will play, and will certainly help shore up the defense for Tampa Bay. You know, I heard Levante David mentioned earlier, Doc, what does our data show on, on performance for a linebacker after a hamstring injury? Because he's got a, you know, a pretty decent hamstring injury, it sounds like. 
Well, yeah, I mean, here's another defensive issue you've you've got, Tyler. You got linebacker, Levante David, and hamstring super important because you have to be explosive in terms of being able to cut, stop, and pivot. So you can stop a very unpredictable run or those short uh, out passes or short slant types of passing. And you just have to be able to be on that. So he was actually injured in the third quarter of the NFC Championship game against Green Bay. He's a warrior. He's likely going to be back for the Super Bowl, but was limited in practice on Wednesday. But I expect his practice designation to go up from Wednesday's practice component where he was limited. But the real issue here is hamstring, and hamstring injuries matter, especially for those positions that have to cut and explode, especially for linebackers, safeties, running backs, wide receivers. And our data would show that a linebacker has decreased performance after a hamstring injury, no matter what the severity. And I know, gee, we, we've talked a little bit about the severity of this, but what do you what do you think about severity of hamstring? And how did that affect you as a football player? Yeah. So, and that's, that's where the intricacies of this stuff come in, right? Because there's a hammy and there's a hammy, right? I mean, so did you, did you really injure the hamstring? Is it a small tweak or is it, is it a major injury where, where the tendon or the muscle tore almost completely in half? And so, and so there's a wide gradient of how these things uh, can affect the player. And certainly, you know, we know that even if it's just a mild strain, these things are pretty symptomatic. They're pretty painful, uh, especially for, for players that are used to being explosive and performing at a hundred percent. So most of the time, it's it's unlikely that we have the full story on the severity of this stuff when we look at the injury report. But and these players fall somewhere on the spectrum. So you really got to ask yourself, you know, are you hurt? Or are you injured? It's an old movie quote right there. <laughs> it's really nice to be able to use the data from the NFL uh, injuries that we've seen over the last decade or so and be able to get a better idea on, you know, how long is someone going to be out with that injury? And then when they come back, how's it going to affect their stats? How's it going to affect for a defensive player? Tackles, plays, plays at the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, tackles for loss, uh, picks, even that kind of stuff. And for an offensive player, obviously uh, very easy to measure from a standpoint of receptions, yards, those kind of things. Edgy, I mean, I think you think you hit the nail on the head in terms of, you know, where, where are we in hamstrings in the NFL? It, it's certainly an issue. All positions are affected. We have a lot of problems with it. Our data, which we collected over 10 years, as you showed, it's impressive in terms of how much hamstrings not only limit you in play, but the amount of re-injury after initial hamstring tear. And not just hamstrings, but ankle, knee, hip, core, other problems. There's something with the hamstring here that we don't fully understand, but is a significant problem. So at the end of the day, I think we're going to see Levante David play, but we're going to be at about an 8 to 10% decreased snap percentage. In addition, he's likely going to exhibit some fatigue towards the end of the game. You mentioned that this is something we're hearing a lot about, and they're common in NFL players, and, and it really matters. Well, it turns out the NFL actually thinks the same thing, too, because they're actually sponsoring research studies right now, going through an application process to find out more about hamstring injuries and their recovery process and different ways that they can be treated uh, faster in all athletes, not just NFL players. So that's going to be some interesting stuff that's going to uh, be on the burner for the last uh, next few years so we can find out more about that. So let's turn our attention to Kansas City now. So their defense is trying to get healthy. Uh, Rashad Fenton has been fighting through a foot injury uh, from week 17. Willie Gay just re- recently had knee surgery. And Lajarius Sneed should be back, but he was on the injury report for his concussion. Matt, what are your thoughts on these players and their status for this week? Yeah, G, you know, just like 
Tampa Bay, Kansas City's got some adversity to battle through. Even the guys out there won't be back at 100%, but you know what? It's a Super Bowl. They're going to play, and these injuries, though, can be tough because of their position. Now, Rashad Fenton, his cornerback, uh, he's a, had a foot injury. He did play against the Bills, but only had about 40%. Yeah, Doc. And he, he, had a pick, you he had a pick there, Doc. Don't, don't forget that. <laughs> so that's amazing, right? So if you have if you have a pick but nothing else, you know, people still see you as having a pretty good game, right? But obviously that's not everything. Yeah, that, that pick mattered. He's going to play in the Super Bowl. We'll have some limited snap percentage due to this foot injury, and I would say about 70% relative to his usual amount. But Tyler, what do you think? Another pick? <laughs> Man, I wouldn't put anything past him, but, uh, you know, not on Tommy Boy. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Willie Gay Jr.? He was recovering from high ankle injuries, but also had a knee injury, but then has now gone into meniscus surgery. He's out for the Super Bowl. He's been out since week 17. So unfortunately, Willie Gay is not going to be in the Kansas City armamentarium at this point. And then what about Legereus Sneed, a cornerback? He just cleared the concussion protocol. Our data would suggest that cornerbacks that go through concussion protocol do quite well. They actually improve their performance. And why is that? I think, again, just like we talked about with other concussions in players, they get rest and they focus on their mental acuity and their mental training, which I think is super important for success in the NFL. So that's really interesting. So we've talked about concussions now a couple weeks in a row in different positions. And so far, we're looking at quarterbacks and then cornerbacks as defensive back and both of those positions tend to do better right off you know right off uh, coming back from a concussion so you know really we got to put a put a disclaimer on this right so having a concussion is a really bad thing you don't want to have a whole lot of these or really any at all uh, so I wouldn't uh, just try to get uh, your head bumped just so you can play better the next week I don't think that's a good idea no, there's no question, and that's why there's such a focus on it from the NFL and the medical safety panels. They're doing a great job with spotting these because we know that repetitive concussions, even just one, but certainly numerous concussions can be an issue and can be a long-term issue, and we do not want that. Although, in the short term, you may do quite well. It's the long-term effects that we're most worried about. Yeah, this is something where, you know, you're not really worried about next week, but you got to worry about 10, 20 years down the road. So definitely a big injury. No question. Yeah, we definitely want to be, we definitely want everyone to be uh, safe out there on the field. So, well, guys, you know, both, both defenses seem pretty banged up, um, but we don't want to forget about, you know, some offensive injuries uh, that could affect these teams, you know, though, you know, Playoff Sammy says he's feeling feeling great, but he hasn't played since week sixteen. He's he's going to be probably limited, Doc. Or you know, is he due due for for a big game? You know, here in the Super Bowl. And what about Le'Veon Bell uh, and that knee that he that's been giving him some trouble the last few weeks? You know, he had a bad injury on that knee uh, back when he was on the Steelers. Is is this something that may be residual from that, or is he going to be okay for the game? What what can you tell us about that? Yes, Tyler, let's start with Le'Veon Bell. You know, in 2015, he had a PCL and MCL injury and subsequent surgery in order to repair these structures. Well, now we're in 2021 or certainly a 2020 season, so we're well, well beyond five years after this injury and surgery. What we see after this type of knee injury is that you get meniscus and cartilage degeneration in certain portions of the knee that can just catch up with you. And what does this cause? Swelling, pain, ache, and 
decrease performance, especially when just pounding the leg in the turf when you're trying to cut and run the ball. But Le'Veon is a warrior. He's super strong. And there are ways to help combat and treat this. But this is an injury that's probably just catching up with his knee at this point in a position like his, which is so important and takes so much uh, pounding and force across that knee joint. I do think this will affect him during the game, but we'll see him there. We got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back, and he may be splitting snaps. So in terms of snap percentage and overall yardage, there may be something about just coaching decisions and who gets the ball. But we'll see Le'Veon, but it may not be the same Le'Veon as this knee continues to catch up with him. Matt, you know what's amazing there is the fact that, you know, this is an injury that's been bothering him, as you said, for about five years, right? So he's had issues, you know, whether they're low grade or kind of bothering him a little bit more. And he's still – there's 32 teams in the NFL, and this guy's still performing at a high level with a knee that we know isn't perfect. That just is a testament to the amount of skill and just motivation behind some of these guys. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think a man like that's going to play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, 100%. He, he, he's, an, he's a warrior. He's an incredible athlete, and that's what makes him a professional. It's impressive. Well, what about Sammy, Doc? What do you got, what do you got for us on uh, Sammy Watkins there? Well, I've got to tell you, Kansas City, I think, has been super smart about resting him since week 16 after this calf issue and calf strain. I think Sammy's going to be back. I think he's going to be solid. I think he's going to have a very good game. It may not be the same wide receiver Sammy Watkins that we have seen in the past. And I would say from our data, he's probably about 4 to 6% down, but it may be imperceptible. And again, maybe some coaching decisions whether or not he's getting thrown to or not. But he's going to be back, and I think he's going to be a big factor that Tampa Bay is going to have to cover and figure out. Yeah, calf injuries are tough. So last week we talked about the Achilles tendon. And unlike the Achilles uh, tendon, you know, the, a calf muscle injury rarely needs to be treated with surgery. But still, that muscle group in the calf is the engine behind the push-off that the Achilles tendon delivers. So any injury to that area is going to have an impact for the athlete. Hopefully, as you said, it's imperce- imperceivable. When it comes to injuries to a joint that involve the cartilage or ligaments that we were talking about, like the knees, you know, the swelling and the stiffness that these athletes get is really a big deal. And I think that anyone who's had surgery, whether you're an athlete or not, um, can really, you know, can really, uh, relate to this. You have a surgery that, you know, the ligament is repaired or it's reconstructed. They treat the cartilage injury, but then the knee is so stiff. The elbow is so stiff. You have trouble moving. And this is what you're dealing with for months and months and months. That's where the ice comes in and and working diligently with the athletic trainers and the physical therapists. These are the folks that are the secret sauce when it comes to really having a successful recovery after a surgery. All right, Matt, Tyler. So I think our listeners have an up-to-date and reliable amount of information about the injuries and the players on on both sides of this weekend's Super Bowl matchup. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out for any updates that we can provide and give the most reliable data-driven analysis and predictions on injury prognosis and game-time performance. Well, that's it, everyone. Meet us back here next week when we actually have a special guest to talk X Games. But you know what? We'll leave that for next week because it's the Super Bowl week, February 7th. Everyone will be sitting there in front of their TVs watching these guys out there 
who is going to take home the trophy. That's what's most important. But subscribe to our podcast. Give us a like. We'll keep bringing you the latest and most reliable sports injury analysis driven by data, delivered by experts in sports medicine. Again, follow Dr. Dumont on Twitter at GDumontMD and Dr. Preventure on Twitter at SportsDocMatt. Thanks again. Stay safe. And we'll see you next week. Monday, 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 Monday. Red Polly, Red Polly. Dusty. Blue Poncho, Blue Poncho. Tupac. Street, Street, Street. Hey, Wilson Hoosier. Hey, Elvis. Elvis. Grab right. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Yeah.